Welcome to episode 194 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto guys, welcome along to episode 194 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going mate? I'm good, and you? I'm really good, I'm a bit squeaky Yeah. because I've just taught a couple of classes. And it could be because you've still got a visor on your helmet outside, that is a bad look. No but John, did you not notice what kind of helmet it was? No. It was a Ufix one and I nice. paid for it. Nice, So I'm the reason you get a free bloody helmet. Nice, we'll remove the visor. No, because I've decided to keep with the visor. I've just I, 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 can't. I can't I've decided no I'm keeping the visor because I took it off and the problem is they haven't designed the front very well and it looks better with the visor than without the visor we'll have to investigate that I talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com um the best coffees in the world athlinks.com uh, social networking for endurance athletes for your tra- tracking your results and social needs and trybys.com and we've actually got some sad news about trybys later on the show but we with them for a few more shows. Anyway, uh, this week's uh, show, we've got some news. We've got an age group of the week. We've yes. got a website of the week. We've got Coach's Corner, which is basically just John talking about Summer, It's a summary. And then lastly, questions and answers. It's our first kind of year, show for the year where it's a normal show, and we really haven't put any effort in, have we? Well, I haven't put a lot, great deal on. Mainly my peas are happening right now. We, uh, we're recording the show on Monday. Normally got some Coca-Cola. I don't normally have Coke, do I? Coke Zero. What a waste of time. Why? It's just, you've got to get this, you're going to drink Coke, you get the sugar. No, because I love Coke, John, okay. but the sugar's bad for my teeth. See that, itch. What were you going to say? Um, Diuretic you were going to say, weren't you? No. Uh, what was I going to say? What I was can hear say? it. See that, guys? There's not a lot of news on at the moment. There's always a tough time of the year. Wait a second, John. Start of the year. News is brought to you by xtry.com. That's right. Check out them for the latest news, reviews, and interviews with the stars. There is some news out there um, from about a week or two ago on Chrissy Wellington. If you haven't already heard, she had quite a bad bike crash. And the beautiful... It's a great U- photo. Look U- at her. <laughs> what I love is <laughs> in the hospital shot, she's still got a triathlon uniform. Yes, yeah. So she broke... looks like she broke her arm quite badly and uh, fractured her wrist and has had to have a few bits and bobs of surgery in there and uh, out of action for a little while. I think maybe the word on street is maybe put her out of a race, uh, Lanzarote or something like that. Yeah, she was going to go. I think she was going to go over there and do a bit of training. But, um, you know... It's January. It's not going to affect her year at all, really. <laughs> I love this. We've done, we haven't read the article. We've done I've no read, I read the article. So what was the key points from the article, John? She crashed. She was out riding with her boyfriend and oh, somebody else. See, it was a gumboot. Yeah, gumboot. <laughs> and they went over some ice. They were going very, very slowly. She fell over. Mistake, not skilled. She put her hand down. That's a bad way to fall. You yeah, don't but, put your hand but down. But that's natural instinct, isn't it? Yeah, but you've got it. Like, on Epic Camp, Pete O'Brien had, yep. a, had a crash. Yep. Going out State How Highway. Did he, go? he was good. Yep. He was I heard he blew up a little bit. A little fatigue towards the end. <laughs> But he had the skills to, instead of, he could have easily fallen into the traffic. He actually had the skills to get himself falling the other way. Really? And just roll into it. So, granted, you, you can... You can pop your shoulder. You can pop your shoulder, but the, I think the, you've got a bigger surface area to hit there. Yep. And uh, if you fall and put your hand down, you're pretty much guaranteed to always break your wrist and your arm. So, but she's okay. But she's okay. She's, she's on the recovery and she's she on the okay for later in the year. Our love goes out to you, Chrissy. We love you. Armstrong reiterates Kona plans. So Lance Armstrong has has, has been announced as, as keen to do Kona and he thinks he can smoke it over there. And apparently in a few bits and bobs he's been uh, well, saying that he's definitely going to be doing it. Not sure which year though. Either 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. But interestingly what he said is that he could finish top 3, top, top 5 10, or top, top 10. 10. Who knows? Who knows? But I don't, I, I don't think dunk. he's going to get top 3. I, th- I think I saw somewhere Chris McCormick saying that he'd have a good battle with Chrissy Wellington. Okay, so yeah, we should. Yeah, what I want to know is, come on, surely someone who listens to the show knows Lance Armstrong. Now I know he's probably impossible to get an interview of, but after this year's tour, he's probably going to be a little bit quieter. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Who knows? if you can hook us up for an interview with Lance, we'll uh-huh. give you a free eye and talk juicy. That's right. It's, you keen to do that, John? Okay. We can you can get that. us an interview with Lance Armstrong. You get a free IM Talk jersey. Okay. I'm willing to go half for that. Mark Pietrofess is on his Twitter Twitter feed. Oh, in that case, they're tight. <laughs> he's tight. Apparently, he's got like a couple of million people. Yeah. So one time Twitter when he was in somewhere, and on his Twitter feed, he just said, "I don't see anyone in Christchurch want to go for a bike ride." And like two thousand people turned up. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe not two thousand. Yeah. But I told you a million times, John. Don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, it's a bit of uh, gossip news. Uh, and results-wise, well, we had a seventy point three. 
in South Africa last weekend. And good old Fraser Cartmel took it out. Not 407. What is it? Why do I know him so well? He wins a lot of, does well in a lot of 70.3s, and all the tri listeners always tell us we need to be uh, talking, talking about because Oh, no, pole. no, because his, he's got a PR guy who always emails us about getting an interview with him. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, we'd love an interview, Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. James Kanana from South Africa was second, 409, and Brad Storm, part of the Storm Brothership. There's two oh, of them. The Stormin! It was 415. And the girls' side of things, that was a pretty strong field. Um, and a girl I haven't heard of before, Marie Rabbi from South Africa, took it out in 435. Being Sandra Wallenhurst, who's bloody awesome, you know, third, yeah. and third second or third in Kona last year, and yep. has been sub tall nine. Tall isn't she? Tall blonde girl. Mm, so she's that tall. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, just going to shoot you down there, Vim. But, you know, You've good at that lately, I must say. She, she, I don't think she is. I saw her, she's not that big. Okay. Uh, and also she's Lucy, she Lucy Zellan-Lakova, she was a girl who was uh, leading at Kona, I think, out of the swim and uh, very competitive off the bike, so... Pretty strong little field there. Nice. And uh, didn't really read the report, so I don't know much about the race other than those are the results. They look pretty happy cuddling, but don't they? They do. Yeah. Another result. Oh, scandal. Now, this has caused a little bit of controversy. It's been a lot of controversy, John. Before New Christmas, before in the end of 2009, yes. we talked about the half... And Rotorua, you just pulled it out of the blue, actually, because you didn't even have it in your notes. You just said, oh, and by the way... Well, that's the thing. And right. uh, turns out... You got it wrong. I, well, we're yeah. making ourselves look pretty bad on the show today, well, John. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to make somebody else look bad. Okay, good. It was, it was Don't take no responsibility. It, it was a day of the Christmas cracker triathlon. Yep. And I was around there, and uh, not going to mention any names, but Rhymesworth. But Rhymesworth. <laughs> well, no, does it? No, it's Andrew Black. Uh-huh. <laughs> Andrew Heck. <laughs> he told me that uh, some results, and we, we the results were false. No. <sighs> he said Ryan Sisson's won, and somebody else got second. Cameron Brown got second, or something like that. But anyway, the real winner of the Rotorua Half Ironman, scroll down Bevan, for 2009, you've just got to find the men under 40s, men under 40s, was Guy Crawford. Now, for those of you who are not quite sure of that famous name, you know, the, the legend that he is, it's Guy from Blue 70. That's right. Oh, Guy man. from Blue 70. Strong swim, 26 minutes, bike 2 hours 30 and ran 128 to hold on by 20 seconds yeah. from Scott Thorne with Rob Creasy third. And I have to admit, he did actually email me to remind us that we hadn't actually got it right. Yes. Yes, so Guy, um, love your work. That's right. Uh, you're a champion and good stuff. So, there we go. Anything else to add to that, John? That was the big news. I would have had the today. fastest run at that race, too. <laughs> tough course up there. It must be, eh? Mm. Yeah, it must be pretty tough. Okay, then. So uh, this is proving to be a pretty great show, John. Coming up this weekend, what do we got? We've got the Israel Man. Nice to see people racing in Israel. I looked yeah. on there last year. They've got a half and a full. Had about 50, 60 people racing in both last year. A, few good, a couple of good athletes coming out of Israel. Always. We were regardless of the water temperature. That's a tricky one. Yeah. It's boiling hot. Do you still wear wets? I mean, yes, you do, because you're going to gain a lot of time. Really? Do you? Oh, yeah. Massive time. Uh, what if you're just, like, dehydrating yourself? Yeah, well, that's... that's 36 that's degrees, would you wear a wetsuit? No, I would not wear a wetsuit <laughs> at 36 degrees. But if it was, like, yeah, 20 to 21, I'd be wearing a wet. So where's the, where's the tipping point, John? Well, I'd say it'd be high... T- yeah, probably about 25, I would have thought. 25, okay. Because okay. one time I went for a swim at a pool in Auckland at the YMCA... And there must be a heated pool, but it's a lap pool. Yeah. And I was honestly just about sick for the rest of the day. It is disgusting. Yeah, you you get dehydrated, and I was actually written off. It was Mm. just wrong. Mm. Good luck for everybody doing the Israel Man. And then we've got a little bit of a piece here on the Dubai. Abu Dhabi race is coming up. Um, So it's a few weeks away. It's in March. but It's definitely drawn the interest of a pretty good crowd, isn't it? And they've only mentioned a few here. I mean, we've got Julie Dimmons, who's 70.3 champ. Yvonne Van Vlerken, Leander Cave, Sam McGlone. I'm interested to see that Joe Lawn's name's up there because the race is on March the 13th, which is the weekend after Ironman New Zealand. Oh, really? True. So I wonder if she's doing both or not doing Ironman New Zealand. Who knows? No, she must be doing New Zealand. Who knows? Well, that's true. So, and I'm also, pretty sure someone who's listening probably does know. Virginia Brissetegui, who was third at Kona. Teresa Marcel, who I think was may have been leading off um, the bike in Kona. So, so what this, this is really revealing because it really shows that if you've got the money, the pros will come. 50 grand US and uh, for, for the win, and it drops down, I think, for 10th. Uh, still paying reasonable money for 10th. And, and I think when we're talking to Brian Rose, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but he was saying they basically limit the amount of pros as well. So I think they only have 20 to 25 pros. Yeah. And so you've got to get an invite to the race and with those 25 pros so it's going to be a pretty good field eh 
on the guy side of things, um, apparently there's going to be some big names there as well. Um, I know Bjorn's going to race over there. Oh, see, that's perfect for him, that race, isn't it? And I would, I've heard through the great run that Chris Liedo's going over as well, and who's going to be the strongest biker out of them. Um, Bjorn's, was, Bjorn's got a good chance then, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. this race is made made for him, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Oh. Uh, and then... Uh, you, you were thinking about giving us some entries, how'd that go? Yeah, I didn't get onto that. <laughs> Did not get onto that. And I saw also that Richard Usher is um, going to be racing. Really? And his name is not down for Ironman New Zealand, from what I've seen so far. Which is a shame, because it would have been great to see Richard Usher versus Cam Brown versus... uh, Terenzo. at Ironman New Zealand. Kiwi battle, eh? But anyway, that one's going to be coming out. We'll get more news on that. But it's uh, the field is looking pretty good, and there's big money on offer. So that's going to be cool. I'm curious to see how many people they'll get, you know, in the age group fields. I wouldn't think they'd get that many, but... You don't think? You don't think? Not this year, it's it's first just year. A, it's just a small triathlon community over there. You will get a small quality field. Pom's in it, it goes. It's a long way. To, I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you know, for, for, I wouldn't know. For, for for us to get there is a hassle, and for anybody in, in Europe to get there is quite a hassle. You know, I just think that if they've got some sort of chic behind it, doesn't really matter. As doesn't as, matter. As long as they get a good pro field, that's what's going to look good on TV, and that's what's going to be promoting the area. And that's could what this want. be the start of something new in our sport? You don't think this distance. Oh, the distance. Yeah. Uh, no. You know, it's just, it's just too in favour. It's, it's a cool concept. I like it. Yeah, I think it's great. Okay, then, any other news, John? Let's have a look on your little that list of news. That's it. news. Okay, hot topic of the week. Did we do one before Christmas? No, we just had a, what do you want us to do over the Christmas break? Okay, good. Well, we're not going to do that. So this week coming up, what we've got is 2010 predictions, John. Yeah, and it's not about Brad and, Brad and Angelina breaking up, because oh. apparently it's already happening. We were looking at it before the show, weren't we? Yes. Yep. You, no, you were looking no, at it before the show. No, you said, this website, people, I've got this great. <laughs> so any sort of predictions you've got, whether it be um, your Kona predictions, whether you think there's going to be some breakthrough sort of athlete, whether you think the WTC is going to fall over and be taken over by challenge. Well, I was talking to, I think it was Thomas Peebles the other day uh, through email, and he was saying he's doing China, but Mac is doing China. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Wouldn't, yeah. you know, he's coming towards the end of his career, and I'm sure he wants to go off and probably do a few different sorts of races. Mm. I wonder what kind of appearance fee they pay for him. Who knows? Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Um, so, predictions for 2010. <laughs> Fancy end of it. Yeah, we've got nothing to talk about, have we? We are just going to struggle through the show today, but it's oh. going to be we're going to get there. But next week we'll be classy, won't we? No, because we're doing the Skype ones. Yeah. Okay, um, I'll put some music on, John. They'll give 10 seconds. <laughs> Pour myself another Coke, nice. and I must say, when I was in Kona, did you worry about how much Coke I was drinking? You were drinking a lot of Coke. Yeah, because I don't normally drink that much. It's, it's a bit of a treat once a week. Yeah. And in Kona, because uh, I was when I'm on holiday, I break my rules a little bit. Okay. And I pretty much had like 20 cans a day, so didn't was I? It, was it shopping day yesterday? Was it? Well, two for four dollars. Oh, yeah, two liters. So I got a Sprite and a Coke because oh, Sprite's got no, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> you wait till the end of the show. <laughs> okay, then. So anyway, this week's age group of the week is a good friend of the show, uh, a young man by the name of Harold. Would he be? Andrew is. He's uh, got to be younger than us, surely. He's younger than us, probably about thirty. Yep. So young, young man, Andrew Black. Who I've just slagged off for <laughs> falsifying results. I can always Andrew Hack. Um, and the reason he's an age group of the week is that Andrew is a, is a bloody good athlete, isn't he? And finished. Yes, he is a bloody good athlete. He's a bloody good athlete. And he's um, been there. How long has he been in sport? For about five, six years now? I'd say about that, yep. Yeah, because he used to come to my gym classes before he got into triathlon. Oh. There we go. And then I think right, I inspired him. I think I inspired him. Just wiped it. We're starting the section again. <laughs> I'm the age group of the week. Andrew, you're out of there. <laughs> I actually remember there was... No. Anyway, um, but why did he get age group of the week this week, John? Because he was the first age grouper at Challenge Wanaka. And he's first age grouper, and he is a real age grouper. You know, sometimes you get these quasi-age groupers. Yeah, quasi-age groupers. <laughs> not really age groupers. They're sort of Good full-time athletes. Lord. <laughs> Stephen Lord. But... but uh, He's a full, yeah. He works full time, and uh, so he's a real age group. And often, what does he do? Andrew is What's his sort of training as well. Ali, Ali, yeah. Stephen Lord's actually staying with them. Oh, it's so a small little world. Steve, sorry about that, Stephen. You obviously will be listening. <laughs> um, he is uh, arch- well, he's training up to be an architect. Oh, so well, that's hard work, man. He's part time architect, part time. <clears throat> well, he's part. He's done his studies, part time architect, part time doing some other work as well. Yep. So, but he's, he doesn't come. You know, often you get. Um, 
age groupers who excel and they've maybe come from elite background in swimming or biking or running. He's played water polo as his, his sort of background. He is so a good swimmer, isn't he? He, he has got the course record at Wanaka. That's right. Yeah, and he maintained it. He did. Yeah. So he is, does not come from a world-class background in any of the single sports. He's a hard-working athlete. Yep. He's got, as you said, he's got the course record at Wanaka. He went, uh, do you want to pull out the results? Yep, I'll do that, John. Nine, I think it was 9.43, but we'll pull that up. First age grouper in Wanaka, I think he was eighth overall. Do you know his um, typing skills? Very good. Thank you. So it was a very solid result. And results. as you said, he has the swim course record. The swim course from, from after, since he well, set the really record, it's There's been really long each year. Well, Daniel McDonald did think the course was long this year. Well, it was the same the year before. It was really long. Okay, wait a second. Uh, mail. So there he is. Andrew Black, he was second out of the swim this year in 53-19. Good trip. Hey, this is one thing. Your, transi- so your transitions were crap. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, John. <laughs> and I know. He was uh, second out of the swim. He had 15th equal first transition with a 317. Yep. Rode 514, which on that course is very respectable for the 12th fastest ride. Sixth fastest second transition, solid, 1 minute 43. Nice. He was a little bit disappointed with his run of 330, but it was still enough. He did the run walk, didn't he? He was planning to. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know if he did, but he was he talking about it before. Ran a three thirty, held on for a nine forty three zero three. Which is solid there. in Monica, isn't it? That's a good time in Monica, isn't it? Yep. So very solid. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a really good athlete, good guy too. And uh, last year he got really sick before New Zealand, and and he was so skinny. I remember seeing him before the race? Mm. He was so lean, but I didn't actually realize. I thought he was just getting lean for the race, but I was talking to him in Monica, and he was saying how he actually got sick. Yeah, he's had some health issues. So that's another reason why he's. Uh, have we got any other reasons? Because you do have a list of reasons. No, main one is he had battled through a few health health issues this year and do last know, year. Do you know what you know? What I did find John. What did you find, uh, Bevan? I'd almost forgotten what it was like to be a triathlete. Oh. I went to Wanaka. I took no gels. Huh. I forgot just about everything you need. That's, Got my belt and everything. It's not like you, Bevan. <laughs> not like you at all. I'm I'm I'm, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm just can't believe it. I'm a hugely organised man. Yeah. Um, How about yeah. it was a. Five page, five page race plan you had, or six, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Went, to, went to plan, but yeah, went to plan six for transitions. Nice, partly yeah, transitions. Let's pull up slow. those results and see what okay. your transitions. Let's have a look at my transitions. Wait a second, they've got the half results in here. Yep, um, half males. Here we go. Hello. Yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be thirty to thirty nine. dollars okay. Sixteenth best swim. I was impressed with that. And I should have really been up with those guys because I was just at the back of them. Imagine if I'd stayed with those, I probably would have biked a bit faster. Transition was poor. 314. 19th overall. Weak. What went wrong in that one? <laughs> I, I didn't sprint. It's a long transition. It is. I don't know why I was so poor. And then the second bike, yeah, 15th bike wasn't bad. 16th transition in the run. But admittedly, seconds make difference. Like seven yeah. seconds in your eight. I think it was because I get my iPod out, John. Congratulations to the fastest transition of the day at 105 for the second transition Matt by King. Matt King. And Rob Creasy had the fastest first transition at 225. So how, you lost nearly a minute in that first transition, 50 seconds. How did I do that? I didn't think I was that slow. Oh, no, you know what I did, John? I put my socks on. Uh, I put my socks on for the bike. Oh, no, I didn't. You wear socks on the bike? I don't know what I did, John. But then you had the number one fastest run. Yeah, 120. I was pretty... Who's your daddy? Who's your, who's your daddy? Oh, that was a good run. I'll, they'll go down in memories. But anyway... Best runs ever. You're not the age group of the week. It's Andrew Black. And Andrew Black, he's a bloody legend. That's right. Don't mess with Black. Andrew Black is the new Black. I just made that up. It's good. This is proving to be a quality yeah, show. It is a quality show. Next segment... <laughs> Andrew Black, you're our Andrew of the week. week. Beautiful. Website of the week. And uh, good old James Botel, and I saw a photo of James Botel today, and it's funny when you, because you have the listeners, John, mm-hmm. and, and we get to know them, I get to know them quite a lot, because I communicate with them probably That's a right. lot more than you, yep. and, um, and and you don't know what they look like, and it's kind of like a radio host. That's right. remember, back in the, remember Barry Corbett, 3ZB? Yeah, when we were in New Zealand, there was a guy called Barry Corbett in New Zealand in Christchurch, and in the 80s, he was the man of radio in Christchurch, wasn't he? Yeah, him and, him and James Daniel was pretty cool as well, wasn't yeah. he? And... Uh, and you saw him and you're like, oh, really? He looks like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got his ginga beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a counsellor now. He's a strong, strong man in the council. Now, we have to take a bit of a back step, John, 
before okay. we do the worst of the week. We need nominations for age groupers of the week. We do. I'm out. You're out? There's none. I'm we could go back to the old school. Remember in the early shows? We used where to we used pick to, them. We'd actually go and do it on, on, on merit, really. So, firstly, when you're putting in nominations, you can't nominate yourself. Mm. It's a stock standard. I don't even try. I don't even do the old, oh, you know, <laughs> I know this guy, and at the end of it say, but it was me. Yeah, no. Don't do it. It doesn't do it. And it also, Murray, has to be for athletic achievements. You wouldn't want to give it to his wife, did you? No. No, but I thought it was quite sweet of him. Yeah, well, you know, because you, you can send in your emails. Bevan replied them, but I've just put John the old vetoes and deletes. Veto. Delete, delete. <laughs> so anyway, this week's website. This is a pretty technical article about the Garmin Slipstream Tour de France squad and the hydration system they uh, strategy they used. Some interesting techniques like 30-minute saunas post-training ride to increase heat tolerance, then stuff on the specifics of their hydration strategy, both pre-race, during race, and post-race for the tour racing. Now, have you read this? Like you, I have not done amazing piece. I skim read this, but it's on active.com. We'll put a link up on the site. But it does have some interesting things in terms of hydration, and I think that's people get, often get carried away with um, you know the carbo-loading and, and what have you, but especially for Kona, they don't often pay enough attention to hydration. So it's just a good article going through what Garmin does, and it, and it seemed to work really well for them at the Tour last year. They had a good performing overall squad. Uh, and I think one of the things they did, as, as James, the, was sent in by James Botel, yep. and one of the things they did that, that I've recommended to other people as well um, is to do saunas post-training. Um, so why to, is that? To do heat I'm just trying to get some time because we're, we're bugging for show. Read so the, why? Read the article, Bevan. Well, no, John, because we're, we need time. Oh, we'll, we'll pad later. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> just just do it. Just do it. I haven't read it. I've sca- I've, I read it like at 10 o'clock last night. I was, skim, I was skim reading it. Okay. But it just it helps with your adaptation to going into hot climates, and especially for guys training from New Zealand or, or Southern Hemisphere going to Kona. If you can jump in a sauna post swimming, or if you do a swim, bike, and then sauna, so it can just help your adaptation to hot climates. So when I did Kona, because from New Zealand, like so, if you're training for Kona and you're going through winter, mm-hmm. um, yeah, in the year I did Kona, we had the worst winter ever. So it was yep. really snow and everything the whole time, and it was terrible for training. But that's okay; it's part of the journey. I went down to Dunedin and did the sweat lab test. Yep. Now, would you recommend doing something like that if you're in a cold environment? For yeah, those who don't know, they basically put you in a sauna at, at the end of the day. Yeah. And they test your sweat measure measurements throughout a period of yeah. time at a certain intensity, at certain heart rates. So you, you weren't just sitting in the sauna, you were doing it. No, I was, actually, I was actually on a bike riding. Yeah. I think I rode for like an hour. Yeah. And the whole time what they were doing is they were testing how much... I was losing off certain yep. things, and, and oh. then they gave me a, a, a race strategy for my fluids. Yeah, no, I think uh, definitely. I mean, that's, that's just not whether you're training for a hot race or a cold race. I think um, that everybody would benefit from that. Was it expensive? No, it was really cheap. It was yeah. like it was less than fifty bucks. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I think I think you had to. Uh, there was a group of people who did it. Yeah, it was when they, you know, the, the swim flume mm. down there. Yeah, I don't think it's open anymore, is it? It's been closed down. Yeah, which is a pity. But it was in that area. There it was in the sports testing area, and you basically went in. You basically got on your undies and you jumped on a bike, and then they were measuring your sweats and all that at certain heart rates and seeing how your body worked. And then they gave me a drink strategy for yeah. this day. So. Because it does, uh, it varies quite considerably. You know, people's sweat rates. So yeah, I mean, the simple way of doing it is to do the the old measurement. You know, get on the bike, do a session. Weigh hour, yourself. Weigh yourself before and after. And that's a very, um, you know, very basic. The way interesting thing it. when I was there was, you know, we got all these drinks, you know, trying to bloody sell you a product at a high price. But the guy who was like New Zealand's top sports scientist, he was saying basically when he trains, he used sugar, sugar and salt literally in his mm. water. Yeah, you know what I mean. He just it's measures it out. Jim Cotter was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. He was a really interesting man to talk to. He knew, we used to try to get him on the show. Okay. He knows this stuff. Oh, yeah. He was pretty great. But yeah, he was literally just struggling and salt. Yeah, if you can handle that taste, then... Well, I think he put something in for flavour. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, this article, it really goes through about what Garmin did in terms of their pre-race, their during-the-race, and their post-race, and they all had slightly um, different formulations. So the article was a little bit technical, but it's well worth a read. Well, I'm interested in, John, because I'm trying to pan. Are you interested in the Tour de France this year? Yeah, yeah, I will be. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Tour Down Under's just been on. We had a Kiwi get yeah, second, third, third. Tour Down Under. Yeah, that's pretty so impressive, eh? New team. Was it out of the blue? Uh, no, he's good, but he must have a very strong team now. He's been a world champion before, Greg Henderson. But is he the lead rider? He, he's probably, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Well, he must but, have but he's one of the race. better sprinters. Yeah, yeah. third. So it was very solid. Yeah, great. <laughs> okay, um, anything else to add to this website, John? Thank you to James for sending it in.
You know, he's asking about Im. When we're going to get Im back on the show. Im's busy training for Coast to Coast right now. Oh, she's doing it, is she? Yeah. Are you coaching her? Yep. How's that going? She's going okay. Okay, we're going to keep it all under wraps. She's going to come oh, in right. by stealth and just. Did she do it last year? Cool. Yeah, she won last year. That's right. I remember. On that. two years in a row. Oh, she's going for the three P to three P's. Um, anything else we can talk about before we? No. <laughs> we're in twenty-four minutes, John. Oh, we've got lots to talk about Epic Camp now. Oh, really? Give okay. me some music. Okay, I'll hear some music. What kind of music do you want? Do you want to put it onto country jazz? Cinematic. Cinematic? Okay, here's the cinematic. Here we go. Coaches Corner. I was about to say, what a beautiful piece of music. Well, I, John said to me, John, he said, Bevan, I want something that represents my epic cap experience. He went long, emotional, and what else? And hard. <laughs> so that music. Now we know that was a little bit long, but we have only done 26 minutes in the show, and we're just about finished. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to do anything to pan out a little bit of extra. That was newborn. That now, music. Now remember, team. This is not representing the rest of 2010 and I am talk. It's a big year. We've got big things happening, and uh, so you know, just just starting slow. We want to get your expectations low. So that's we can, right. We it's like be... a snowball effect. It's going that's to build. Right. It's going to build. So we did Epic Camp, the minimums, and some highlights. So yeah, Epic Camp was obviously two weeks ago. So uh, this is exactly what you did, or is this? This is, this is what I did, and I basically reached. The exact camp minimums. Did you really? I was 200 metres over on my swimming. Do you want, do you want a Coke? No, I'm fine, thanks. Okay. No, yep. Thank you. Uh, I was 200 metres over on my target for the swimming, and I was. 200 metres? Nice. Yeah, I had to go down to the pool and swim 200 to get my target, and I, I thought that's a bit. I've only done two. Oh, you literally. <laughs> in Balclutha, I, I ran down to the pool and I had to swim 200 metres, and I thought, while I'm here, I'll do an, I'll do an extra 200. <laughs> so I did 400 metres and got out. Um, and I did the minimum bike ride which was to ride the length of the country and I did the minimum running which was to run how many people actually did the the, the minimums how many people completed at least that I think it was probably about so there's 25 of us I would say maybe 10 I've got it oh really so most guys didn't actually get it no no, but some guys said from the start they weren't going to do that. And like Molina was injured, he couldn't do it. Andrew Charles was on the comeback, so he did Pete um, did do it. I'm sure, pretty sure Pete did. I'm, I'm yeah. almost positive Pete did. Um, a couple of guys had a few injury issues, couldn't do it. So, yeah. Wow. People, I think everybody who set out to do it. Just, okay, no, let's get a bit more serious because I know it's, it's been a bit of a piss take show. But for you, um, like one thing I've known about you for years, I'm doing the interview now, John, so okay. you've changed yeah, the angle. Change the angle. Um, I've known you for years, and um, one, you know you love your big training days, and you're always up to a bit of an adventure and all the rest of it. And I've always liked that about John as a training partner is that he always, you know, he just loves an adventure and he'll go, oh, let's do this. And we kind of yep. used to, you know, probably not so much nowadays for me. But one of the things you've always wanted to do was ride the length of New Zealand. As long as I've known you, you've always gone, oh, yeah. oh, one day I'd love to ride the length of New Zealand. And yeah. so for you, you know, being able to do this through Epic Camp probably created a bit more stress for you, wouldn't it? But what was it actually like to, to actually tick that box for you? It was good. The last day, I think, was, was great. You know, you're roll, rolling into bluff and, yeah, it was, I don't know. We just saw so many cool things. I mean, I wanted to do it just for the challenge of going the distance, but also wanted to do it because uh, you get to see so many cool places. Yeah. And um, 
you know, there's so many people. I mean, who in New Zealand has been to Cape Reinga? Yeah. You know, in terms of, you know, who in New Zealand has ridden the whole length? Well, there's not many that, but I mean, there's just so many cool places that we've been to that likelihood is I'll never ever go to again in my life, and probably wouldn't done if, if we hadn't done this camp. So, so that was cool. Um, that did, was did you get a bit emotional, like you know, like towards the end. Oh yeah, I mean, that was it was funny actually. On the last day, rolling into um, the last day, we uh, we rode from Balclutha to. To Bluff, which is, was uh, I think about one one hundred and ninety k. Was it windy? Uh, yeah, we had good tailwind. Oh, okay. we, had, we had a sweet tailwind until the end, and it was it was a slight anticlimax right at the end because what happened is we rolled into Bluff, which is like there's uh, not much of a town. Bluff, oh. and some of the guys and, and like riding in there, I was you know reminiscing on the whole trip and everything. But then we stopped at the bottom of Bluff Hill, and all the crazies went up Bluff Hill, yep. and we sort of waited at the bottom, and there was like a half hour wait there. And then by the time we rolled into the end, it was a little bit of an anticlimax for me. But the actual roll into Bluff, by that stage, the wind had swung around and it was going straight into a headwind. And yeah, it was. It was um, you know it's it was one of those things. I was thinking I'll never do this again. Yep. And seen some cool things and met some cool people. And and for me, on an organisational point of view. You, um, everything well went well, and as I said, to somebody on the phone this morning, there was no fatalities, which was which is a major objective <laughs> of the camp. Uh, and, and why do you think this camp? You know, like because I know over the eight day camps haven't have been a bit more of a struggle to sell. You know, you mm. know this one's been a huge success. Mm. Why do you think it is that this one has been such an easier one to sell than the lesser camps? Because you know, like I know for you guys, you've always thought the thirteen day camps are a bit more of a twelve day camps are always a mission because people time off work and mm. all that kind of stuff, but. Something about this cap captured camp captured the imagination of people out there, and well, I think one was that the timing was probably a little bit better for some people um, because it was timed in school holidays. Uh, so I think that helped some of the workers who were on leave anyway. So it's not like they had to take three weeks leave; they were yep. know, forced to be on holiday anyway. Uh, and I just think the uniqueness of it going one length of the country to the other um, was probably was probably the other one that was 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 a good sell and, and as I said to a lot of the guys on the camp they said you know when are you going to do this one again and I said we won't you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, ne- we'll never do that one again because it was logistically very hard and for myself and Scott and Gordo you know going the length of the country again it doesn't have that same appeal you've done you've it you've done it you've took that um, box haven't so you? you might do you know, another length of somewhere else Mark Pietrofessor was saying you know doing the length of uh down the side of the states, you know, either side is about you know, probably, probably about fifteen days of training there. So who knows what yeah, we'll do on that front? The two, wouldn't it? But it was, uh, yeah, it was cool. And we again, we we always get a good yeah. bunch of athletes. And what are the highlights? Personal highlights for you? Um, personal highlights. Just I guess some of the days where I thought were going to be crappy were not as crappy. Like yep. in the North Island, I was really worried about bad traffic. Yeah. And it really was not very bad at all. Um, the highlights for me last day the run around the base of uh, the Bluff Hill wasn't expecting much that was just wicked and really? running up Bluff Hill it was like, oh, it was it was like running around Kona it was sort of the sea was beautiful and blue and there was black rocks everywhere and it was okay. a beautiful trail so that was really cool and then the coastal roads in the South Island and the North Island were just um, were just awesome because when you get onto those coastal roads there was no traffic whatsoever it was like one car an hour really? um, so that was a big highlight for me yeah, yeah and what about like physically did we, did you, you know because one of the things you do get those <clears throat> the thing about Epic Camp for those who you know haven't been on it is that yeah, you get those days where it's just a, it's just a grind but mm. then you get those days where you, you just feel like you're dominating a dojo Oh yeah, you know, did you have much of that? Because uh, I know for you going into this camp, you weren't, you know, in your pink, you know, it wasn't like you were a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, no, we did have. I had days. I had days where I got on the front and spent long, long periods on the front, um, but it wasn't going that hard. And I yep. think, the, and I never really felt under big, big pressure. There was only a couple of times I felt under big pressure, and that was on the bike a couple of times during the camp. Um, but running wise, I don't really think I did a really hard run. Yeah. Except the first day we ran moderately hard, and that knocked. Everybody's legs for six, yeah. um, so I was I was scared after that in terms of doing any hard running. So, in ter- I guess probably the one of the big changes for me through the camp, well, and this has happened on other epic camps, is you just get up in the morning and you you know you had it, you're staring in the face at a three k swim, say 180 to 200 k on the bike and a 10 k run, and it's just like just just do it. Didn't yeah. even think twice about it. Whereas in a typical training week at home, if I had a you know a long ride, 150k ride, I'd be thinking about it for a few days. Yeah. Getting and in the planned. morning, you're kind of you're trying to mentally <laughs> put yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. a big ride coming up. It's a big ride. Yeah. And on Epic Camp, you just get up and you just get into it and just do it. And it, it, and oh. it breaks it. Yeah. Well, what I how I felt I got through it mentally was you're always just breaking the day down. You just go right. I've got to go to three k swim now. Just go and do that. And then on the bike, just got to get to the first aid station. It's 50k. And and that's one of the things you've got to do when you're racing Ironman is 
just keep breaking it down to your next little step yep. and that way the whole day seems manageable like at Ironman if you think you've got to do thinking about the run when you're in the swim or the start of the bike you're going to be in a bit of bother it's interesting um, I, I, I was talking to you when you first came back and um, you came around to do the show last week so I was going to sneeze some burp coke and um, and you're saying how um, where am I going with this? You're, you know, you came in. I said, "How'd you go?" And, oh, you know, it's super camp. You just took on through, and it is really true. I was talking to Daniel McDonald when we were in Monaco, and, and I was saying how, you know, I've done a few of these, so I kind of know what it's about. And I was just saying, you've just got to get to the next point, mm. you know. And and then on the long rides, you might do a two hundred k ride, but you know, the aid station's seventy k's away. So mentally, you just think seventy k's, mm. and seventy k's is achievable. Mm. And so you kind of break it down to okay, what's the next thing, and you kind of give yourself the reward. Like I know for me on Epic Gap, and I know for those who have listened to the interviews from the past, that if the eight session was long, was just you, you get you get angry. You eight, you, that's when you get emotional. Yeah. And there'll be there'll be days where the eight session might be fifteen k's longer, which in the big scheme of things is bugger all. But yeah. mentally, you've gone okay, seventy k's is the mark when I get the next rest. And if you get it there, sweet. But if it's fifteen k's long, and you find I'll be getting angry angry at Dave and Dave, you know it'd just be they couldn't find a spot on the side of the road or something like they weren't doing it deliberately but you get there and you'd be fuming eh <laughs> we had one day coming out um, when we came through Dunedin and we'd had quite a few complications in the day the guys had broken some cables on their bikes so we were delayed and delayed and delayed and we'd also taken quite a few diversions off the main state highway which had meant our distance was quite a bit longer than some of the support crew had done they'd gone straight through so we had an aid station at about 50 or 60k and the next aid station was due to be at 100k and we're coming through um, Dunedin we had to stop a couple of guys had to get bike repairs and then we carried on and we'd been told the, the next stage station was 100k and we just kept going and going yeah. and, and on our on our speedos I think it ended up being at about 110 115 yeah. and uh, we were going through some pretty tough terrain I was just like the guy who was at the aid station had no self reception was in the middle of nowhere so he was just sitting there waiting Yeah, and we got there I was just so close to cracking Yeah, so that's as you said you just um but I think, you know, all of this, what guys can come to Epic Camp, one of the big things they get out of it is that mental breakthrough where they can just go, Ironman is not that big a day, I've just got to break it down into my you know, aid stations when you're in Ironman racing or, or turnaround points or whatever, and that can make the whole day seem a lot easier. And if you feel crappy, you just need a little kick somewhere, maybe half an hour down the road and you come right. I think ultimately that's what, you know, like for me, sport's always about how can I grow as a person. You know, the reason I choose events is A, do they excite me? And B, can I grow as a person to move towards those races? And and that's what Epic Camp really does teach you. And, and I think we're just going to kind of rant here, but um, last weekend when I did the, the half, is, you know, like talking to you before the race, I was like, well, my training's been crap. And so... I just want to mentally grow as a person through this experience and it was interesting watching the cyclist a few weeks ago and you watch them and these guys killed themselves for maybe three or four hours just mm. to get an opportunity to win the race mm. you know and at the end of the day three guys broke away at the very end and, and came down to the sprint and, and I really looked at that race and I thought to myself Ideally, when you're racing, especially in our sport, you're just putting yourself in a position so you can go well at the end. Yeah. You know, ultimately, I'm in. So you can run well. Yeah, and you're just basically all day, all you're trying to do is put yourself in a position so that when the time comes where it actually really gets mentally tough, you're just trying to be good enough then. And so, like, how I treated the race several week was that, okay, well, I knew I wasn't as strong on the bike, and guys were passing me who in the past I thought, well, I could easily beat. Ooh. And mentally, I was like, well, I just have to let them go. And I thought, getting myself in a position where, it, when it counts, I can catch up. And the interesting thing was that when it did count with the last 10k, I didn't actually have to go hugely faster. I, admittedly, my goal was to go. You know, I had this thing lately with my mental challenges: just go five percent harder than what you're doing. So, you know, if you feel like you're dying, can you just give five percent more? And and, you, and I think in that place, one of the things Molina says is he says, "What's the worst thing that can happen to you?" Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna maybe blow up or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, like in the race, I just thought to myself, okay, well, focus on my technique. So I focused on all my good technique, and then I just thought, and can I go five percent harder? And and I was able to maintain that. And then because I put myself in a position by racing wisely, where I could actually get a few more places at the end, mm -hmm. you know, and just that little bit more intensity, it really came through. And and I think that when you're doing your training, it, that's what it's about. It's about learning how you can grow as an athlete and, and putting yourself in situations where you have to kind of experience that to move forward and that's where things like Epic Camp can be really great, eh? Yeah, that's the thing and what, as Bevan's been saying you've got to put yourself in that position so until you until where you can race really well until you can have a good run off the bike you've got to keep slowing down on the bike until, yeah. you, can, until you can run well once you've had a good a couple of good runs off the bike 
then you can start maybe pushing the bike a little bit more. But so many people never get that opportunity to actually run well. They're always struggling through that. And, and that's what I find really interesting about the half. Like, I think the thing about the half is the fact that I hadn't trained enough made me have a good day yeah. because I was kind of conservative. And I was amazed how many guys blew. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it was a bloody half, you know? Yeah, and yeah. and they, they were blowing in a half. And you kind of think, in a half, you, you shouldn't be going you know, that hard on a bike that you're blowing in the run. You should have something yeah. left. And... I know it's a sport where we kind of get caught up in the, in the spas the and we want to stay with people on the bike, but, you know, if you can learn to get to that place where you can race your own race and, you know, and, mm. and have that last bit at the end where you're actually overtaking people, it's it's going to be a much better race oh, for yeah. your way. Totally. Mm. So if you, if you didn't read uh, my blogs, I'm going to give a very quick summary of what we did on Epic Camp. Okay, where are you going? And, and some highlights if you're looking at actually doing some riding or training in New Zealand. And as a side point, Daniel McDonald, who you were talking to, uh, and Wanaka, who yep. he had to stop Epic Camp in Christchurch for work commitments. Go uh, and help he finished it off, didn't he? He's starting today, I think. So uh, he's going Christchurch south today. So if you see a couple of guys riding along the road between Christchurch and, and Vicargo, give them a wave, give them a little encouragement. Yeah. Done. So it was 15-day camp, and this is going to run through quickly what we did. Day one was Cape Reinga to Kaitaia. We had to get a, a bus all the way from Auckland up to Kaitaia and then up to Cape Reinga. Cape Reinga is the furthest point on the North Island that you can go and unless you decide to tramp up a little bit further you can get maybe an extra couple of hundred metres further yeah. but um, we didn't do that started out with a 25k run nice very very hilly just an up yeah, and down photos. up yeah. and down it was very full on but what we did is the second 10k which was also hilly we made as a 10k race nice interesting to see how nutso people went at the start of the run who took it out? Gordo but um, we start running and I'm like I'm just going to take this pretty conservatively all of a sudden boom 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 People oh, really? just start hammering, so I just thought, bugger this. And you win? I cleared off the front oh. um, with Gordo, and then we're running along, and I knew Klaus would catch us up, and I just thought, right, Gordo kept surging on me, and I just thought, I'm just going yep. to run moderate, and he decided to blast it. Uh, a lot of people after that had very, very sore legs. and uh, <laughs> I like the way you started the camp on that. Uh, yeah, so that, that gave people a bit of reality check. We then biked 90k, which included a 28k time trial, and then we swam that evening, 3k in the pool, including a 1500 metre time trial, it was classic the time trial because guys well no because on, on your movie clip on the, from the news they had photos of it they had bits of it it was hilarious because what we did we basically it was a free for all we had about four lanes booked and there was like 20, 20 25 of us in four, four or five lanes and it was just like go and just sort yourselves out and so what Gordo did is he started in the lane next to me and he was he was gonna and there was three I was Lord he was in our lane I thought right I'm going off the front I'm gonna hammer the start of the swim and then try to jump on Stephen Lord's feet pushed off the wall Full on, both leg, calf cramp. And like Gordo comes, he pushes off under the lane and tries to get it straight into our lane onto Gordo's, onto the Steam Lord's feet. Normally I'd just whack him and wouldn't let him in. Yep. But I was so focused on trying to clear my cramps, uh, it was full on. It was and, ugly. And it was just cramps going everywhere. And then all of a sudden I was sitting on Gordo's feet and Mark Pietrofessor's feet and they were trying to hang on to Stephen Lord. All of a sudden, there's nobody in front of me. Oh, no. I'm like, welcome to my world, John. Welcome to my world. All of a sudden, they're standing up, and they're just standing up, they're breathing in pain. Oh, so they actually went swimming. They stopped. They they both got full-on leg cramps, and I swam straight around them. It was hilarious, and I couldn't couldn't swim fast because I was laughing too hard. (laughs) So that was an entertaining opening day. Uh, Day two, we went from Kaitai. Who won the race then? Did you win it? No, I got smoked. I biked biked very, very bad. I didn't actually put that much effort. But who ran a 1,500-metre swim? Stephen Lord. I did win it. And basically what we did, we combined the... The swimming race, the bike time trial, and the run as, as, like a, half as, try. as a race. Okay. Next day we did Kai Tai to Whangarei, 178k on the bike. Very, very hilly. I think we did nearly 2,500 metres of elevation gains, oh, so nice. it was tough. I didn't do anything else that day. Day three? Day three, we went from Whangarei to North Shore. Again, it was a bike of 165k, massive amount of climbing. And uh, we, what we, Whangarei to North Shore, why did I only swim 1k? I don't know. Why did I only swim Because you were figuring, I, I just want to get the minimums, get a K out. I can't remember why I only swam 1K. And I is ran it funny, kind of just going to the pool to do a 20-minute swim? It is, I can't remember why I did it. Okay. We must have done an aquathon or yeah. something like that. 5K run? Anyway, that was a uh, another beautiful bike ride. Next day, we got a ferry from Auckland across to Coromandel, which took a couple of hours. Coromandel, beautiful part of the country. Bit of traffic over there, wasn't too bad. But if you went there outside of school holidays, wicked place to train, very, very hilly. Nice. We did an aquathon there. Uh, you took that out? Gordo. Yep. And I just ran for third. I was like, I knew Gordo's going to hammer himself. I knew Klaus would probably hammer himself on the run. Because Gordo's, Gordo's strategy is a bit wrong, isn't it? 
He goes through hard to really, he does this every camp, doesn't he? And then by then he goes, ah, oh, you know, I don't want to burn out my season. <laughs> That's his line, isn't it? He, he went out very, very hard. Uh, Gordo, you need to change your strategy. That's right. He starts big. And then that was uh, 165k on the bike with a couple of King of the Mountains, which yep. was great. Next day, day five, Matamata to Turangi, 185k bike. And this was a day when Stephen Lord got on the front and hammered it really for about uh, 60k and just spat everybody out there was about four of us that survived at the end great but we had a little bit of tailwind and we would have been going 50k an hour I love it when you're like I remember one time when um, the curly freight train was just hammering it one day we're going into somewhere and I, I love it when you're on someone's wheel even if you're just dying but they're just killing it and you're just flying behind them eh? it's mm. a buzz I wasn't loving it I was, I was, I was okay. a little <laughs> I angry like, like, this is too early in the capitalist <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> and then we had a uh, 3K swim in a very choppy Lake Taupo. So next day, went from Turangi to Whanganui. Swam uh, in the lake in the morning first. Swam week. in the lake, and then we rode in the rain. Nice. Very, very unpleasant, a very uh, unpleasant start to the day. A few of the guys then did a King of the Mountains up uh, Whakapapa, which is a ski field in the North Island. And then I had a little 10K run when I got there. Day seven, Whanganui to Masterton. 203k ride and a 3k swim. Nice. There's a day I got in the front and led the first 60k. Nice. Nice, nice, nice pace. Day 8, Masterton to Wellington. 135k ride. Run. Why did I only run 4k? John, what's with the 4k oh, I run? I ran, ran to the pool. Ran oh, to the okay. pool 4k. Nice. And swam 3k in Wellington. That so was day 9 was a rest day? Day 9 was a rest day. We just got the ferry across. Did you think about having the, the games day again? We con- it- contemplated that. Because, because I wanted to see if someone could take out my press-up. Yeah, I'm picking they probably wouldn't have in the state we're in. That was a rest day, day nine, because we had to get a ferry between islands and we just biked to Blenheim, which was um, 25-30k. Yep. Despite there being a rest day, some guys decided to hammer off the front. Oh, really? For 25k? 25k, nice. nice. And day 10, Blenheim to Kaikoura, 3k swim, 128k bike into some pretty full-on headwinds. Yep. And a 10k run. Nice. Viv, ever in Kaikoura, beautiful run, run along the shore... All the way along to a seal colony at the end. I normally turn around there and come back, and that was 10k. David Craig apparently ran on past that. Apparently, it was the most stunning run he did on the camp. It goes up and over the peninsula. Well, you know what, John? I'm doing this walk here in Kaikoura. Yeah, like, that's nice. beautiful. Quite so, well, could be it. Kaikoura is a very nice spot. Come oh, in New Zealand. Yeah, and if you have crayfish. Yeah, nice. Beautiful. Okay. Next day, Kaikoura to Christchurch. Which is a tough ride, isn't it? It is a tough ride. Yep. Very hilly ride. Yep. Swam 3k, biked 182k, and ran 5k because that was to the pool and back. Yep. Day 12? Day 12. Low point of the camp. Was uh, it? Oh, no, high point of the camp for a lot of people was a run we did in Christchurch, Godly Head Loop, 17K. Oh, it was a good run? Yeah, it was a beautiful morning. It is. It's a stunning run. Oh, Especially great. if you get it when the sun's coming up. Yeah, it's, guys are loving it. Yeah, it's and, really beautiful. And then the low point of the camp was biking out of Christchurch. Was that pretty tough for you? Uh, it was. Because you were saying going into it that you were a bit worried about, you know, well, not worried, but, you know, coming home with your family and then leaving yeah, again. I got no, like, no sleep. Like, oh, really? Because the kids? Kids were just awake. And you're like, all night. <laughs> get rid of the kids. <laughs> I was in a slightly fatigued state, and then it's about an hour into the ride, it started raining, and it basically rained for hun- over a hundred I remember the weather, and I'm thinking, oh, I hope the boys didn't it get this. It was shit house. It really was. Oh, no. And uh, so that was day 13, 800 meter. Uh, 800 meter no, swim. No, no, day 12, yep. 17k run and 150k bike. Day 13, Geraldine to uh, Wainaka Rua. I think that was, was. It was wicked. Oh, really? Um, Swim 800 metres. Why did I do 800 metres? Because... Because you're hardcore, John. No, that was 400 IM day. Oh, okay. 400 IM, you know... Did you do the race? Epic camp tradition. Yeah. 400 IM. I was a bit disappointed. It was the first time we haven't had full camp completion on that. Was, I, was a bit, I was a bit angry about yeah. that. Yeah. So 400 IM, beautiful pool in Geraldine. If you're ever driving down to Wanaka, go through a place from Geraldine. Yep. Beautiful 25 yep. metre outdoor pool. So 400 IM. I've done no, very, no very limited swimming yep. for, for a long time. I'm thinking, I don't know how this is going to go. Put myself in the last seat because I was doing all the timing. Yep. People had registered their times. Um, Stephen Lord, I think, did a 555 or something. Melinda did 557. Next was 601. Yeah. Got in. Did my few practice dives. Getting going to get this Feeling sorted. Quite confident. It's just me and Pete O'Brien in the last heat. Dived in. Goggles dislodged a little bit. Oh, but that doesn't worry you, John. It doesn't worry me. I keep going. Good, strong 100-meter butterfly. Got on my backstroke, had a weak backstroke leg. Breaststroke, smoked it on the breaststroke, but the goggles were getting worse. Oh no, you couldn't even see where he was going. Pushed off on the freestyle, couldn't see anything. Struggling, thinking I'm having a bad swim. Touched the wall, people are sort of going a bit, oh, on, on the side of the wall. I tied it with Melina. Oh, tied second. Still not bad. Not bad. If you had the goggles, I think you would have taken it. That's what I said to him. Yep. 
Okay, okay. Next day. Next day. And then the bike ride there from Geraldine to Wai Nakarua. Best ride I've done. If you go through Omaru, get on the coastal road. Beautiful. Stunning. Okay, okay. Day, nice. Day 14. Wai. Waianakarua. That's where you did your 400 meter swim. To Belclutha. I had to go down and do 200 meter swim in the pool. I did my swim in Belclutha. Yep. Bike 188 k's. Very difficult ride. Nice. Going through close to Dunedin, taking all the coastal routes. Had to run 7k because that's what I needed to get up to completion. I, I, I could tell you some pretty awesome stories about Belclutha, but it ain't to do with training, so let's not go there. Day 15. Finish it up. Belclutha to Bluff. 190k ride through the Catlins. Tailwind. Beautiful. Rolling into Bluff. Did a 7k run from Land's End around up to the top of Bluff Hill and back down again. So you swam 26k's, you biked somewhere between two and a half, uh, two three to two four thousand k's, 100k's I should say, and you ran 100k's. 0.2. 0.2. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that swim. That was epic camp. <laughs> Love your work, mate. How are we do over time now? I've managed to pad that yeah, out. Yeah, we have actually. Hopefully, oh, look, we're going to be too long. <laughs> too long. Damn it. Why is that way? Questions and answers. Okay, so first of all, uh, we've got a question here from, who is it? Jerry Penelia. When Pen- buying a cycle shorts, is it a bad idea to use sh- uh, padded shorts because they make it uncomfortable for the run? And the answer to this one, John? You can get bike shorts for your training. Suggest you get tri shorts for racing. Yep, you have to do tri shorts. You can't Especially run Especially if you're going long. And bike shorts, not yeah, no, yeah. no try shorts. You have to yeah, so. try shorts. But if you got to yeah, you've got to kind of get two pairs of shorts. I was a little bit disappointed in just before um, Monica John because yeah. my my seat's ripped. I don't have my seat cover anymore. Oh, devastating. <laughs> no. Uh, question for my first triathlon: Should I aim for a sprint distance or a standard distance? From Simon Stokes. Yep. I would say start with sprint, build your season, and if it's your first season of racing, maybe build towards a end of season Olympic distance. Okay. Start out small and build into it, and have a peak the end of the season okay great um, and then just a couple of quick ones here good old Nemo Branch is it yeah yeah. he's just we we're talking about the press ups Andrew Winter did the 100 press ups nice or did, no nearly 800 over 800 I think he did yeah or maybe in an hour and uh, he's just got a website 100pushups.com if you want to try to pop out 100 non-stop which is a pretty good achievement and it has a program it's a pretty cool website next thing uh, Murray the Holy Hammer sent through an email telling us remember a while ago how we were talking about Crowey for yeah. that competition well he won it oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. We, didn't actually, we just didn't let people know so for those who actually went and voted for him on that website good on you Zay because he actually won 50k nice yeah. Yeah. commission's coming our way I reckon I think we should what's his wife's name uh, Neri. Neri, you know, sort the brothers out, you know. I should get onto that. Yeah, we should get onto that. And then uh, lastly, on oh, Mayhem. What's the Mayhem's name? It's May- um, Mayer. Mayer. Mayhem Mayer. Yes, one of that. I was pardoned by Coach uh, for his. Oh, so anyway, sent through his email, John. I was pardoned by Coach, but this has come back to haunt me again. He's talking about facial stuff. My significance of it was so charmed by reading your moment of facial care weakness letter a few shows back that she took it to buy me some facial cream for Christmas. Mm. What am I to do now, Coach? Should I just tell her it was just a one-time thingy, only used when medically approved? Dang it, i got to use this stuff. And it includes an expensive bottle bought in Sweden. Everything is dollars in Sweden. Mm. Not sure how to get around this one. Guess I could use some cold, what is that one? Chimes here and start to use creaming up. Well, the, the, the kind of rule of thumb here is you're allowed to use product when you've got some issues going on. So okay, yeah, so if go you've got an issue, you can, you're okay with that? Yeah, you can go out and sit in the sun for 24 hours or, go, or, <clears> or sit in the Kiwi sun for a full day, and if you get burnt, I'm okay with you people using product. Okay. It's just on a daily basis. It's it's just not acceptable. Okay, well, there we go. There See, go. I, I would disagree, but, you know, I do have to feed my family being a supermodel, so <laughs> I've got to keep my youth, John. Um, good old John Hancock, the mountain snail. He sent through a photo of his son with a t-shirt. You know we've got those t-shirts made up that we never actually promote. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 His son's got one of the ones that says, my dad dominates a dojo. Nice. And he had it at Wanaka, and I was meant to meet up with him, but I, I just didn't happen. So I'm going to put a photo of it on the website this week. My nice. dad dominates a dojo. And if you want to get one of those t-shirts for your kid, you can go onto our website, and there's a link to it for the I Am Talk gear. And it's really cool. So um, what's his son's name? Um, Callum. Yep. So um, the junior mountain snail. To be honest, I, I've got more optimism optimism for your son there. I think he'd be a bit faster than you on the hill. <laughs> you'd be able to run down faster. <laughs> than you down and then lastly, um, one of our own listeners, a guy called Tom, has started his own podcast called Marathon Talk. 
Right. Great name. And uh, very similar to what we're doing here, but kind of focusing on marathons. And I thought I'd give them a plug because it sounds like oh, they are doing a really good job. And if you've got someone who's just doing a marathon or you think about doing one, you can have a listen to that. And the other thing that the Mountain Snail wants me to do at some stage is some... Talking train- about kids training. About kids training. And I will get onto that because I've got a kids program rolling. Have you? How's it going? It's just about to kick back into action, so... We nice. start start next week. School starts back here. Okay, good times. Athlink, oh sponsors. So first of all, we've got athlinks dot com. Oh, have you got you want your results up there yet? Oh, let's have a look. You keep talking. Okay, so as you know, we like to keep all our results on athlinks dot com. Join up if you haven't already joined up, and then make sure that you join the IM Talk community. Yep. And when we've got things to communicate to you, like if we're going to do an extra jersey order, if we've got any jerseys left over, we can communicate to you that way. And I think going forward, you know, Bevan and I are looking this year to, to up the ante with some of the things we're doing with the podcast. And it is a big year for us, isn't it? And athletes will be one of the ways we're going to do that. So it'll be a communication tool. We're not going to bombard you with emails, and athletes don't bombard you with um, emails either. So get on there, join up, claim all your results. and um, uh, My profile, you keep talking. Put your results up there as well. It's a fantastic tool, and you can compare yourself. Bevan, can you, I wonder if they put transition times in there. It'd be good for you if they did. <laughs> Especially because I was so good at road. Yeah. You know, I've really let myself down, haven't I, John? You have. Yeah, no, I haven't got the results up here. Yeah, but you've got to claim it first. Okay, so where do I go? We'll just put, you, so if you're looking for a result. Okay, tell, talk him through it, John. Just put up uh, Challenge Wanaka up there. Challenge yeah. Wanaka. I say good typing again. Go. Hit, go. Hit, hit go. I've hit go. I've gone. Oh, they're not up yet. Not up yet. Okay, that's okay. cool. So if, if they're not up there, there is a button um, on the right of that. We're not going to do it now because it takes Add a race. Of yep. Add a race. Country New Zealand, and then they give you a website. A couple of simple steps you put in there, and you just put the a link to the website, and then um, within a couple of days, they'll have those results up there. Great. It's athlinks. And it is a cool place to keep hold of everything you've actually done, and uh, yeah, it's all good. Nice. Mm. I did a pretty poor marathon last year, didn't I? 2.46. That's not bad. You're going to do better this year? I am thinking about doing it. I am in contemplation. I'm not sure. I have to decide in the next few weeks, but I'll worry about that two weeks from now. Yeah. Okay, so athletes.com, uh, the next one is good old coffees of Oahu. I'll tell you a, a um, story, two stories from the weekend. Yep. Um, Brian Rhodes made his comeback. And he won. He won the Timaru Triathlon. Were you surprised? Uh, my guy who got second should have been him. Really? <laughs> so what happened? He, he crashed on the bike. Oh, really? And he had a crappy swim. Who got uh, fourth? Because I have fond memories of becoming fourth there. Don't know. Oh, really? Don't know. Didn't you win you? I've won it. And what have you won it? I've won it. Oh. it my, I think it was my first ever big win. Big one. I won a power plug or something. Nice. No, <laughs> no, no, actually, I won 100 bucks. Really? Yeah. Didn't give me 100 for fourth, I'll tell you that much, John. Um, Brian Rhodes made a comeback, won the Timaru Triathlon. Uh, just nearly got caught on the run. He may have been playing it safe. He just uh, he ran very, very slowly but biked quite well and swam well yep. but I noticed he had a little coffees of Hawaii yeah, yeah Albert looks after him he had a little coffees of Hawaii Albert yeah. Albert's great you, you know like for our community that's why you go support these guys because they're, they're out there helping guys out there you know it's a struggle to be a pro it's a struggle making money out of sport and struggle know, to make money out of podcasting oh <laughs> definitely <laughs> we're, not, we're not retiring on this one John but <laughs> the thing is you know he just he's out there supporting our community and you know like the thing is we are a niche community and so if you're a part of this community you've got to do things to help each other people want it. yeah totally so get on there and if you love coffee well it's great it's, you know it's not that you're buying a crap product just to support someone yeah you're actually buying a top product that you know you're going to use daily um, so it's, it's, what is it John? it's a no brainer even it's a no brainer so go to coffeesofhawaii.com ok and but you said there are two new, things the new shipping rates and everything the other thing I was going to say um we often, well, I'm often intrigued by how fast um, ITU athletes can actually run and how fast Ironman athletes can actually do, do like we asked, uh, yep. what can you do a fresh marathon? And just noting that um, the 3K, I'm not sure if it's New Zealand 3K champs or it was a selection race or something like that, we held um, last week. A few of the triathletes are running in it. And one of our um, better male triathletes, he's one of our under 23s. What's his name? Ryan Sissons. He okay. ran 8.27 for 3K. It's pretty solid. It's not bad. So if you're out there wondering how fast... He, he is... I think he got 10th at the under-23s in Worlds. What do you um, reckon is worse, a 3K or a 5K race? Worse? What do you mean? It's like mentally and like, you know, more of a challenge. Um, I'd probably say... Oh, they're very, very similar. I reckon perhaps 3K. 
Yeah, because it's just a little bit more top end, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So it was won by Nick Willis. And so Nick Willis, who is the. Oh, he's in town, is he? He's the Commonwealth Game. I'm pretty sure. He's the silver medalist at the Olympics. Silver and the Commonwealth Games 1500 meter champion. champion, yeah. I was he, there. He went when he 8, won it. 8.15. He hugged me, John. Did he? I've got a photo, I've got a film of it. Nice. Yeah. Me and Slam I Am. He hugged us. Nice. Him and his brother. It's 8.27 for 3K. If you can do that, you should be a fairly competitive triathlete if you can swim and bike well. Yep. Very good. Okay. And lastly, and sadly, um, tribes. And so it's been a tough time in the recession for tribes. And uh, basically, they've announced that they're pulling the plug. Yes. So they're gonna be if you want to get some um, liquidation deals, get in touch with them because <laughs> they've got some things that are going on, on their website. They've got the, the clearance items, and there's just ba- there's basically wetsuits on there. Um, Where is the clearance item here? Yeah. 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 So get in touch with them. There's a few wetsuits up there, and if you are looking to get a really super deal on something, maybe just pop them an email if you're about to buy a bike or something. They might be able to hook you up with some liquidation deal. But, yeah, as Bevan said, it's been a tough old year, tough time to start business, but they've been a great supporter of the show for yeah, at, been least, so great. at least it's been probably, probably two or three years now. Yeah, so it's been great to have them on board. Yeah, they were just saying that basically with the recession last year, just everything was going so well. And, and it's funny how it's been for businesses like that. Oh, yeah. You know, like um, Bike HQ is closed down. Yeah. And they used to look after us. And, you know, they had two shops in town. They were booming. And I think a lot in our industry, in this kind of, in the retail side of things, a lot of people were just doing so well and just such a massive U-turn, mm. you know, and just because of the recession because money went out of, you know, kind of these expensive items that we spend money on. And so um, it's really unfortunate because Cam and the guys there are just such a great bunch of guys. So unfortunately, they're pulling the plug. But, you know, you guys can actually make the most of this. Get on their website, help them clear up their stock, and, uh, you can, you know, obviously there'd be some pretty good deals here. They'll obviously be bugger all profit on it for them, but they just yeah. want to clear the stock. So looking at some of the prices of wetsuits here, they're almost giving them away. So check out their website over the next couple of weeks. I don't know how long it's going to be around for, um, but, you know, Get on thanks, thanks for being a big, a big part of our show over the last few years because, you know, we think you guys are great. Right, So, John, what, what's what's happening with your life now? You're not training anymore. We've cracked the hour, one hour and 18 Look seconds. At that. Perfect. What's happening this week? Trying to get life back to normality. Bit of family time last week now. I'm just trying to ease back into the working side of things. Yeah. Uh, and that, I was talking to Ben before some prick decided to crash into our car, so yeah. car just about got written off. But I'm going to try to ease back into a bit Like, of oh, you weren't in the car? No, I was asleep in bed. Did you hear it? Yes. Well, you were in a sleeper bed. Were you having a shag, John? Oh, don't be so disgusting, <laughs> Oh, the look on your face. Don't be face. so disgusting. I think I'm right. It's <laughs> like, oh, honey, the earth is moving. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> you were feeding the kids. I was feeding the kids. Somebody crashed into our bloody car. It was like a, it was a, seriously, it was like a, a bomb scene out there. Rode really? Off, just about rode off our car. Um, was, I think it was about $5,500 worth of damage. Um, the car in front was definitely written off, and I think his car was written off as well. Wow. Was he all right? He was fine. He was in like a GP type thing. So he was, was he up drunk? High. Don't think so. No, we got, the cops came around, so I think he was okay. Mm. Other than that, uh, yes, just catch up mode. And you, this week is just get back to reality. Are you, is it nice to be back? Oh, it's good to be back. Nice to Has be it back been heated catching up? Yes. Yeah. That's a simple answer. <laughs> yes. But are you back on track now? No. Oh really? I think no, at the end of this week I'll be back on track. Okay. Bevan, you're off on gallivanting around the country tomorrow. I'm off to Auckland, but more importantly, John, the buskers are in town. You should take the kids to see the buskers. You should do actually. The, actually, weather, the weather is just yeah, rubbish. The worst summer weather ever. Crap summer. Yeah, don't don't come live in Christchurch <laughs> yeah. if you like training, go somewhere else. But the buskers are in town, so I took my daughter yesterday to see the buskers. Great times, love the buskers. But John, you know what I'm gonna do next year? What are you? You're gonna busk yourself. I'm gonna busk myself. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not joking here either, John, because. I went to the buskers yesterday, and there's there's two people. Now it's a hit and miss thing, the buskers, isn't it? You get some good ones, you get some bad ones, and and I went to the buskers, and we saw some bad ones, mm. and I thought. A, I didn't have any cash anyway, so I wasn't going to give them any money. Yeah. But, but B, I wouldn't have given them money anyway because it shouldn't be a given, John. No, hey, you've got to get some entertainment value, and they weren't that good. So, but I was sitting there thinking, I, I've got, I'm sure I could put together 30 minutes mm. and do a better job than these people, and I, and I'm. Quite serious. Next yeah. year I'm going to busk. So you're going to be playing a guitar or something? Or? No, no. Crowd control. Because that's what I do well. I'm good at crowds because of my job. So I'm going to do crowd participation things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Bring the kids. You could be doing and a video, video podcast. I will do year. a video podcast of it. Bevan doing the busker Bevan. And all that money will go to charity. <laughs> 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 and you're going to report it. Uh, it's going to be taxable income. 
Yep. Oh, the cost of going into it. Yeah. Yeah, because you're right off. You often you make more yeah. right things off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John. Because I don't, I don't cheat the system. Right. I believe that everyone puts in, and we all get value from the system. That's right. So busker Bevan next year. Yeah. If you, if you got any busking ideas, send them through. I need a half an hour show. So far, I figured out I can probably get to put off ten minutes at the moment. Is that a requirement of the busking thing? Do you know what, John? Yeah. A few years ago, Slam I Am and my partner at the time, Raylene, had a competition for busking. How much money you could make in an hour? Oh, yeah. Slam I Am sucked. He made he made two dollars and his brothers gave it to him. It was terrible. It was, just, it was just wrong. But what was really interesting was my partner, Raylene, she did this thing where she dressed up as an angel, quite pretty and all the rest of it, and sat still and had glitter in her hand. And then when yeah, kids yeah. would give her money, she'd grab some glitter, throw it over them, and then go back to standing still. She made 60 bucks in an hour. Nice. Yeah. So if, if the recession's hitting your hard team, dress up as an angel. City Mall? It was Art Centre. Art Centre. Yep, on a Sunday. You can't go wrong. Hot day. Kids are with ice cream. Mm. And it worked really well because it works to the kids because they go to mum and dad. Mum, yeah. Yeah. Hope Bring she, your kids I, along. I hope she didn't get glitter on the ice cream. Oh, she maybe did. Mm. Mm, plastic. Could have, a, could have a bloody lawsuit on your catch. Try to roll over again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, we've managed to get an hour out. Next yeah, week, five, love it. promise we're going to be better next week. <laughs> promise. I think the middle section was okay. okay yeah. Start and end was a bit average. Yeah. Iron Russ. Iron Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.